Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music Episode 88, the piano episode. Ironic because I don't think there's any piano on this episode in any of these songs, although there is some keyboard. This week's episode features Western North Carolina's own The Get Right Band. They have a new album out called Itchy Soul, which we'll mostly be talking about. It is their fifth album, and it has some really strong songwriting and uh, some really strong production. And uh, it's a little bit of a different approach for the band to recording and songwriting, or uh, I guess a development, you might say. You can find the album and a whole lot of other stuff at their website, thegetrightband.com, and also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and you can stream their music on all the streaming and download platforms. They were nice enough to send along tracks from the album, which you're going to be hearing some of in this first uh, part of their episodes. Really enjoy talking to these guys. Uh, They're a lot of fun, and they know their music, and here they are, the Get Right Band.
yeah, Wired. I, I mean, yeah, it was, it's incredible. Like like Sal said, you know, we did all the drums over at Echo, and then we just did everything at home. And um, it, this one was kind of cool. I know a lot of it was on Silas because there's a lot of cool, like, guitar and um, synthesizer keyboard effects and things like that. And so it was kind of nice with this song in particular, I would say, doing it at home because you know jc already laid down like these raging drums and then silas and i come in and do like the bass guitar and the, the key parts and just like layer it over over and over and over again there's a really cool riff that kind of happens and uh it's just it was just really nice being able to, to have the time and space to do that at home and really just play around with sounds and really kind of dial all that kind of stuff in yeah, and I don't know. Sorry, go ahead, JC. I was going to say also uh, this this song in particular. Um, one one aspect of, of doing the drums at Echo and then everything else at home is is this song in particular is maybe one of the most synth heavy songs that we've ever put out. And yeah, um, I think I mean that in part has to do with the process. I mean, there's a lot more synth and keyboard stuff on this album in general. But I think who's playing those synths? All, all, all three of us actually played synth on on various parts of the record. On on this song, it's me. But there's also some like electronic percussion stuff that JC's doing on this song. Yeah, and and I think I mean just to restate, I think that's um, part part of the way that we did this album too is just having time to play around with those sounds and and layer in things that we won't necessarily do or try to recreate live and just let them be part of the album yeah and i i think i don't know if the three of us have talked about this but um in my thinking about the album this song wired and then also um track six no sound were kind of like they were kind of like the turning points for me in terms of wrapping my brain around how we were going to really approach this album because we had talked a lot in advance about doing something more experimental and with more um, like modern pop elements on top of uh, our kind of psychedelic rock thing that we always do. Um, but it, it, it took some trial and error in going kind of down different paths to figure out just, you know, how that was going to really manifest. And, and Wired was definitely one of the ones for me where when we started figuring out the direction of this song, I... It, it helped me understand the full album where I was like, okay, this is how we're going to approach, you know, it, it just, it, it helped give the album a voice, I guess. So you guys, um, when you play, when you play live, uh, you, you always do the guitar, bass and drums. No one ever plays keyboards live. Rarely. Yeah. We, we occasionally have guest musicians and, um, for the album release show, which was supposed to be on May 23rd, um, we have uh, an, a second guitar player lined up for that, which he'll, Matt Lane, he'll be with us. He's an actual musician. He'll be with us whenever that release show happens. Um, but yeah, so we, we are usually the trio, but occasionally we have guest musicians.
JC, I feel like this is your favorite song on the record, or one of them. Yeah, I mean, my favorite song is Ever Changing, but um, <laughs> I, I think it's a good song, um, you know, if you were going to kind of pick a track to kind of represent a general direction of what to expect on the album, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good song for that. Um, it's... You know, it's 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 very it's very driving song, and I feel like it kind of it's early in the album. It it, it sets a tone, and um, I mean, I, I feel like in general this this album is a very different direction from our our last release, and um, I don't know this this song in particular is a good song to kind of set the stage as to what to expect on the rest of it. Yeah, and I, I hadn't really thought about it until right now, but this song is a little bit has some of that that same quality that I said about Wired, where it was it was kind of uh, an early um, focus point for for the the direction that this album was going to go, and e- even less so in terms of production, but more so just in terms of like songwriting, because this is I think one of the older songs on the record. It, it feels like I don't know. We we've been playing it live for a while. And I remember when I brought it to the guys, I had recorded like kind of a rough demo of it with, you know, with the idea for moving it, it, the song in this direction. And I, at the time, it felt so unlike what we normally do that I remember like kind of saying to them, like, is is this even a song you want to do? Do do we want to do something in this direction? Uh, whereas you know that was maybe I don't know two years ago or something. And now it feels exactly like JC said that it kind of it is the direction that we're going. So it was sort of an early uh, movement in, in that in that direction. Yeah, and if, I'm, if I may on. add, unless, Ron, you needed to move this along. Oh, no, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> I would just say that this, this song, like Silas was saying, really kind of takes us, it's like the direction that we were trying to go. And as somebody that, like myself, I really historically have resisted change this song in particular was kind of the turning point for me as well in the sense that it really opened my eyes to effects on the bass the sound of the band the production of the album as well as you know a nice training ground for us for the production of the album because with like the drum sounds i just remember we spent so much time on just the sound of like the snare drum in particular and just kind of making sure everything sounded fat and so for somebody that doesn't like you know historically hasn't really liked change too much and um has not particularly loved being in the studio this song was quite enjoyable for me um in the sense that it got me around to kind of liking those things and um kind of brought me up to speed as to you know where the where the band was going so that's that that song this song is pretty meaningful for me as well nice that actually relates to what i was i was about to ask is um you you guys have mentioned a a couple times already that you this is a different direction for you it sounds like that that was kind of intentional uh that you said did you sit down and say we want to go in a different direction or is it more we are going in a different direction we feel like it's happening. Let's kind of continue it, or we've noticed it after the recording, or how did that how did that happen? I think it was actually kind of all those things. It was sort of a perfect storm of of feeling like I mean we're we're always trying to move in a new direction. We never want to be repeating ourselves, so that's that's one thing. Um, but 
some of it happens organically from from my songwriting. Some of it happens organically from the way Jesse and JC bring their parts and their arrangement to the songs. Um, and then I think too we just uh, you know we try to we try to follow our muses, and it it feels to me like our muses had been pulling us in a more um, rock direction as well as a more pop direction as well as a more psychedelic direction and it was just a matter of figuring out how to marry all those things and kind of around the same time that we were starting to put this record together we were also having a conversation about how we label ourselves genre wise which is you know something it would be cool to not even have to do but obviously the world we live in everyone that's the first quote what kind of music do you guys play what do you what do you call your music and for years we'd been calling the band funk rock reggae which felt accurate for a while um in the early years of the band but i think without us realizing it it, it had kind of stopped being as accurate even though there's still elements of that in our music um it had been moving in this more rock direction um and so you know, as this stuff was happening naturally, we also sat down and had a conversation where we said, like, maybe this isn't the right way to present ourselves anymore. And then we came up with calling it psychedelic indie rock, which also has its limitations as as any label would. But I feel like that for me, and I think for all of us, that really kind of like changed our mentality. It really made us, um, it, it put into words something that we all had been kind of feeling happening. And that that coincided with the Get, getting started on this record so it, it sort of happened organically and then there was a moment where we kind of realized it and acknowledged it and put it into words yeah and i, I would just add that you know silas and i have this is jesse silas and, I, and jesse have been playing together for 20 plus years and as with yeah. with any relationship you, you can't just you can't do the same thing over and over again and still you know be as happy as you as you were you know we we do what we do very well but you have to you always have to change up what you're what you're doing in order to enjoy yourself and and to keep things fresh as with you know any relationship any marriage or whatever you can't just go about your business and and expect to be happy for the rest of your life if you don't put in some work and and try to grow and change together and so this um i think also timing it with doing the album ourselves it was just a good chance for growth and, and change that we were all excited about. Yeah, for ourselves and for the fans. Did you guys have any, um, during the, the kind of lead up to this uh, album, did you have any songs uh, either finished or just that you're working on where you, you know, c- kind of started on it and then just said, you know what, that's that's from two albums ago. We're not going to put that on this album, so we're not going to pursue it. Hmm, that's a good question. I, I don't think that did happen. Um I mean, I guess when it came down to selecting which songs, like we we definitely have songs that we play live that we chose not to include, you know, songs that we play live that haven't been on a record. Um, I think there are some of those, although the live album had some of those on it. But yeah, I don't think we started any that didn't go through. Do you guys remember? I mean, I I, I just... Just generally, I know there's songs, there's there's songs that have come in and out of our repertoire that definitely we've 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 tried at various points to include these songs and and I think the more that we play together and you know newer songs are hitting that much better, 
we're just kind of like, yeah. well, we don't want to we don't want to play these songs anymore because we're not really putting our best foot forward. But maybe we'll come back to them at another point down the road when we've had you know some fresh some time to kind of maybe it will, maybe we'll do it later, maybe we won't. But I think the more that we play together the higher kind of that bar gets set. And if, if something's not hitting to that level, then I think we all kind of agree, like we should just put it aside for now. Yeah. And it, it also, it happens some for me on just the songwriting level, like personally, where I certainly started writing songs for, you know, thinking that maybe they would be for this record. And then, you know, either just didn't finish them because I knew it wasn't as strong or, you know, I, I, I've written you know many, many songs that I don't, ever take to the band because i i already know that they're not up to par with the stuff that we're doing but i think like kind of like jc is saying like as we the longer we're together the more we the, the higher that bar goes but also the better we know ourselves and so i think it's gotten easier for us to say like i think i have a clearer sense of what's gonna work really well and what's not. And so sometimes I write a song that right as I'm writing it, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be great for the band. But then, you know, sometime kind of early in the process, I go, no, it's it's not quite it's not quite there yet. Whereas that used to be a little harder of a process, I think, before we we knew ourselves and knew the identity of the band quite quite as clearly. More from the Get Right Band in just a few moments. We want to remind you to download their new album at thegetrightband.com. Also, this is their fifth album. Go back and download all their albums. They will have done this by the time the podcast episode airs, but they are uh, on the release date of the album. They are doing a YouTube discussion with the band uh, about the album. So if you're enjoying this podcast episode, I bet you will enjoy that YouTube discussion. And if you're not enjoying this podcast episode, then you also still will probably enjoy it because the only difference will be it will be just them talking and not me. And so, uh, you know, you'll enjoy it and that will hurt my feelings. But, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm fine. So, again, check that out on their YouTube channel. We'll put the links in the um, show notes and also follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And be ready because when live music starts up, they are going to be a great band to see. This is uh, Antonio Roberto from Shadow Show and the Sidewalk Surfers. And you're listening to WNC Original Music Podcast. Hit subscribe. I don't want to delve too much on the the pandemic or anything, but but what are some what are some positives you've uh, taken away from this? Well, I mean, for me, there's been a lot of time to focus on some of the creative stuff that you know is hard is hard to find time to do when you're touring a lot. So I've been working on new songs, and I also think the live stream thing that all musicians are doing more of now, which the get right band did once. And, and Jesse and I did as a duo once, um, is a, is a really interesting and kind of cool outlet. It's weird to not have the audience there and to not be able to feel their energy directly in the moment or hear them cheer or whatever. But on the flip side, I really, it's, it's exciting to be able to reach everyone who who has an internet connection as opposed to just you know i mean we have fan like i looked at our uh spotify stats the other day and you know we have a bunch of people streaming in like the netherlands and new zealand and you know we're not touring to those places so we we it's cool to be able to put on a show that those people can watch as well and then it's also really cool to be able to see 
comments in real time and our you know our fans oh, our yeah. fans were just so you know sweet and and um complimentary and you know it just it feels good it's nice to be able to see someone say i love this new song you guys are playing we don't get that kind of detailed feedback it's it's more of like just a general applause or energetic feedback during a live mm. show but it's it's so that's you know that's a cool experience i imagine you're getting um maybe some people listening or watching your music that maybe don't go to live shows. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I feel like, too, like, yeah, people are just... I think because more people are at home, more people are listening and watching stuff. So just in general, for, for people putting out any kind of creative media on the internet right now, it's the, the silver lining of, of it for, you know, pe- people... Um, doing that is that there's just, I think there's just more eyes on it right now, which is a good thing. Yeah, like I, I personally have been listening to a, a lot more music, you know, since COVID nineteen happened. Is as I'm normally a fairly busy person and, and neat. I like activities to do uh, to keep myself occupied. But now that I have virtually nothing to occupy my time, I have been definitely just like blaring music constantly, and it's been. It's been pretty nice, honestly.
This one's your baby, Jesse. Yeah, this th- this song kind of blows my mind. I really love this song because it's it's one of those songs that playing it live is so fun and people just immediately start moving to it. And so it really, it, it, it embodies our sound pretty well as far as like kind of our newer sound, but also bringing out a lot of like the dancing elements of our, of our origins. And um, it's just a fresh song and I, I really love it, the, the sound of it, the writing of it. And um, I was just very pleased when we started recording it because it, it got weird. I mean, we, we definitely, there's a lot of, <laughs> A lot of loops, you know, and synthetic sounds like synthetic. I mean, basically, there's synth everything in in this song, but there's also live everything, and it's just a perfect blend of of loops and live sounds, and it's just a fascinating song to me because it really encapsulates our our sound, our live sound. But it's one of the, I would say, most quote unquote doctored or produced songs on the album so that i really yeah. i love it i love it because i you know like i was saying earlier i don't i haven't been historically a fan of the studio but um with this album it's it really brought me around and and this song as well just in the sense that you know there's there's no ceiling we can do whatever we want and i think this song we really just pushed as far as possible in in that sense it was interesting i did an interview recently for um another media outlet about this album and the interviewer said that this felt like a like a triptych like it had three fire with rain had three completely distinct sections which is completely true and oddly i'd kind of never thought of it that way so it's it's kind of interesting to to it it feels very much like one thing to me but it really is does kind of have like that that rhapsody feel of um some some you know drastically different sections
Um, yeah, nothing on the FM. Uh, let's see, Jesse and JC, would you guys agree that this song maybe changed like the the most from any song from the live version to the studio version? I would say, yeah, I would agree. Because we we had put, I think this is the only song on the album that um was on a previous recording. This is on our live album, and the live version uh, obviously is is exactly how we do it live. So we wanted to do something really different so that it, it, you know, felt like there was a good reason to put it on two different records. And maybe again, maybe more than any other song, this song took a long time to figure out how to do it. Some songs like itchy soul. I feel like we, we, we knew how that song Mm -hmm. was going to go and we, and we banged it out pretty fast in terms of how to produce it. But Nothing on the FM took a long time, took a lot of weird turns that we didn't, you know, like um, sending ideas around back and forth and trying things. And it it finally settled into something that is, is I you know, I think really cool and definitely one of my favorite tracks on, on the record. I, I think, too, uh, one of the challenges with figuring out the sound of this song is that, like Styles was saying, because we had already put it on the live album... And we had played it live so much up to that point that it, you know, kind of, kind of gets ingrained in us in a certain way. And then, and and you know, as we start to change it, it it's it's almost like I want to hear it how we used to do it. Um, but you know, the the challenge came in how do we how do we bring this song into this kind of new territory that we're going into? Totally. Um, but still try to keep all the elements of, of what we liked about it at, you know, at, on from the live album. So, um, I, I don't know. I think, I think we, we achieved that, but it was, it was challenging. Yeah. There was an interesting part in the process where I got obsessed with, with Ty Funk and I was like, I was like, this, that's the answer to nothing on the FM. We, I'd been kind of, ba- I'd been kind of banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to produce that one. And I was like, we're making it a Thai funk song. And I went really deep, kind of like pushing it in that direction. And and I think, you know, JC and Jesse were like, there's a couple elements of that I like. And so we, we kind of backtracked on almost all of that, but we kept a couple elements. And I, I think it just, it kind of progressed like that, where we kept sort of going down a path and going, that's not quite right, but there is, I do like this thing and that thing. So let's, let's back up, but keep those and then going down different roads. And finally it just kind of came together. I do feel like Thai funk is kind of the answer to everything nowadays though. That's how I personally feel. Have you guys played all of these songs live already? No, not all of them. Um, I guess maybe about half of them were, were, we, we are part of our regular repertoire and then roughly half of them um, will become part of our regular repertoire once the album comes out. Okay, I want to thank the Get Right Band for being on the podcast. This is part one. We'll probably have two more episodes of this. Also, I forgot to introduce the band. Uh, the band are Silas DeRocher on guitar, JC Mears on drums, and Jesse Gentry on bass. And all the guys cover um, vocals and some keyboard parts as well. And a lot of other stuff, I'm sure. Make sure to go and find their music and other stuff at thegetrightband.com. The new album is called Itchy Soul, and as you've heard, 
you've just heard four songs off of it. It is a great, great album. Make sure to listen to and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That includes your regular podcasting platforms like iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, places like that. But also you can get your smart speaker to play the podcast and you can find us on Pandora and YouTube. Also look for our podcast group on Facebook. That's Western NC Original Music. Made the name a little bit different just to be annoying but there you can see stuff from the podcast but also a whole lot of other stuff that people are sharing from uh, other western north carolina musicians as well usually we have a closing song from a band outside uh, western north carolina to end the show but we're going to do a little bit different this week one thing we've been doing on the podcast facebook group page is having songs worth downloading which are reviews of individual songs and a link that you can download to it this is a way to encourage people to uh, own and download the music they listen to and also to get in the habit of paying for the music they listen to. And one of the administrators for the group, Alex Deutsch, has been doing audio versions of some of these reviews and we've been putting them out as many episodes. We're going to keep doing that. So I wanted you to hear one of those now. After this, you'll hear the reviews uh, from Alex as many episodes and there's a couple already up. But right now, here is Alex discussing the Deathbots song, Just Go. I adore the Deathbots. Almost no one makes music like this anymore, but Fat Records' epitaph-style punk rock was my first love. Their sound in general, and in particular their song Just Go, is some unpretentious, straightforward rockin' good times. Carl's vocals are slightly reminiscent of Glenn Danzig on this track, but less obnoxiously stylized and more honest. His guitar tone is perfect for his unapologetic power chords and octave riffs. Brandon's backup woes are sublime, and his drums are rocking and loud. I'll say that again, loud. Scott Sturdy's bass is driving and provides pop-punk counter-melody perfection. You still don't want to download this song? What are you, a poser?
He's devilishly handsome, ladies.